0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. We are available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Google Podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. And today's topic... The King of the Ring 1993 Review. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Nice to meet you, sir. And Craig. Yo. Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources. No ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards. Sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. King of the Ring 93. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP 2019. Click on Linktree. You could find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Guys, we've already done a little bit of King of the Ring. Why are we talking about 93 today?
1: This, First of all, it's a celebration of mullets, as we talked about off the air. <laughs> um, we did. Which is super notable. <coughs> it's
0: in my notes. So funny. Yeah. And then
1: 1993 was the year of mullets, I have a feeling. And uh, it has to be. to be, I won't accept any other answer. I had one in 93, God damn it. There it is. And then also 1993 was the very first King of the Ring that was on the paper, uh, became a pay-per-view. So it became the number five pay-per-view. So it became the top five, the big five in WWE pay-per-views, Royal Rumble, <clears throat> WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and now King of the Ring. In 1993. And I, so I thought we should review it match by match and give it a, you know, the good old thumbs up, thumbs in the middle or thumbs down. And at the end, we'll give the whole pay-per-view a and thumbs up. Thumbs for thumbs some reason, up. we
0: always agree with Craig, uh, with Jesser's on the heels
2: tactics. Craig, what do you got to say about it? Uh, this this King of the Ring, uh, along as long as with being the first pay-per-view one, has kind of a lot going on in the, in the background of it. You've got... uh Hogan's last pay-per-view, um, before he jumped ship, uh, you've got kind of the ascendance and the trying to make Bret Hart happy, uh, by wrestling a good, I don't know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes in this event.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: you've got, uh, was this Luger's first pay- pay-per-view in W the narcissist? Uh, say, um, no. second. Or, WrestleMania nine. Yeah. Second oh, wrestling. Oh, that's right. He was, was around, uh, you, but you get to see him in that long form mirror, um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to this. But, this uh, but to debut WrestleMania nine
0: has any WrestleMania to just debut has to be tough. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean. I know, narcissist will forever. We'll probably talk about this later, but when he was first introduced and Bobby Heenan was slobbering all over him on commentary that stayed with <laughs> us for years where it's like, Oh, Lex, take it off. Stop teasing us. Lex. Like Bob, it was yeah. so funny. Bobby Heenan uh, sold that like a million dollars.
0: Bobby Heena was an absolute racist to us on the entire card. I'm sure I think I have notes explaining that in several sessions. But, uh, yeah. Anywho. Welcome to the heartland of America as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring X. Should we jump in, Jess? Sure. Are you ready to I have the card like down, you know, pound per pound, but um, I'll, I'll lead us into an intro and you can talk about the first match, but the first set of the King of the Ring uh, quarterfinal matches were 15 minutes, and I, I love I love this because the announcers uh who happened to be, like we said, Bobby the Brain Heaton, um, Macho Man, and
1: who is it? Who are the commentators? Jim, goddamn yeah. Ross.
0: Yeah, Jim Ross. Who, by the way, made some of these matches, if not all of these matches, way better than they were just because of, of his ability to call the shots step by step. But you did have Savage. You did have Heenan. You did have Ross commentating throughout this entire uh, setup. And uh, Ross did a, fanta- a fantastic job. Uh, way better than what he's doing now, by the way. People, I don't. People love him, but it's it's just not the same. He he was so good at his craft at this point, he was on top of his game. Uh, you want to take us into the first match, Jess?
1: So also, too, going into this, you know, being the first pay-per-view, sure. they really the the focus was the tournament and who was going to become king of it the was. Ring. so before Raw was only about five months old at this point. it had been on the air for only five months. So it's crazy the way they were trying to incorporate Raw. They actually had pre-qualifying matches before this. So Bret Hart was allowed to come into this tournament without wrestling a qualifying match because of the controversy from WrestleMania 9. So they allowed him, President Jack Tunney allowed him to come in without having to prove himself because everybody's like, Bret got screwed. He should just automatically get in the tournament. Um, Lex Luger defeated Bob Backlund um, on Wrestling Challenge uh, by Count Out. Uh, Razor Ramon uh, defeated Tito Santana on WWF Superstars a week after that. Hacksaw... Ju- Tito never gets a break. He doesn't. Well, he won it, yeah. as we talked about in our history. Uh, he won one year I'm on the house just-
0: show. <laughs> it's true. So he's
1: immortalized, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Papa Shango on Wrestling Challenge to qualify for the tournament. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Typhoon on Monday Night Raw to qualify. Wow. Tatanka defeated the Giant Gonzalez by disqualification when the Giant Gonzalez didn't want to stop choking him, which is a common problem. Uh, so Tonka gets into the problem, or <laughs> Tatonka gets into the tournament. Mr. Perfect, this was interesting, actually. Mr. Perfect and Doink the Clown wrestled three times to determine a winner. Uh, the first match went to a draw. The second match went to a draw. One was on superstars, the other wrestling challenge. Then they had a third match. On Monday Night Raw, where Mr. Perfect uh, would end up defeating Doink to advance to the tournament. So I thought that was a little uh, interesting. And then uh, Mr. Hughes would defeat Kamala on Wrestling Challenge to grab the last uh, position in the tournament. So that's how they kind of set it up. Kamala. Goddamn Kamala wow. just missed it. So, yeah. So basically everything <laughs> everything coming into this was Bret Hart won the title out of nowhere at the end of 92 by defeating Flair. Um then Vince starts shoving Brett down our throat. He's the most fightingest WWF champion of all time. He's beating people like Virgil and other people, legitimately Skinner and shit, like every week on Wrestling Challenge and Wrestling Superstars to prove. So he's defending the title against low mid-card guys just to prove that he's a fighting champion. He beat Shawn Michaels at a pay-per-view. Uh, he beat Razor. Hey, you you,
0: you got to get the dates in, Jess. What? Come
1: on. What? Uh, you gotta get the dates. In. He beat he beat Razor Ramon at Royal Rumble ninety three uh, earlier in the year. So just when we kind of we started to finally get comfortable with Brett and you know, accept the fact that Vince just rushed the title on him at a house show for no odd reason in uh ninety two of October. Um he gets a title taken away from him at WrestleMania from Yokozuna. And then Hulk comes in there and does the whole beating Yoko in like 20 seconds to win the title. And so all that happens, So now Hulk's back on the scene, barely wrestling, uh, did a tour of Japan right before this pay-per-view called the WWF championship, a toy, and I can win it whenever I want, which pissed a lot of people off in the company. So Hulk already just coming back a little earlier in the year is already on the outs basically. So before this pay-per-view, they pretty much say you know not not out loud but they are pretty much just like hulk we're moving on hulk's going to finish up the pay-per-view he's going to do a european tour right afterwards and he's gone like he's not resigning so it kind of as big as the hulk thing splashed when he came back for wrestlemania 9 it ended with the big thud here in june um hulk hogan being champion for 3 months and never defending the championship until this night just because of the fact that he's hulk hogan and he could do what he wants so a lot of people. And this
0: is all. This is hindsight. Yeah, let's be real about a that. lot of people, yeah,
1: especially wrestling experts, were really behind Brett because they're like, "Dude." You started to go with this new athletic superstar. You started to push him. You started to get away from the roid monsters and the six foot eight guys and the you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden Hulk comes back and he's like, give him what he wants. Like, so people were a little pissed at Vince. And and of course, the hardcore fans were a little pissed at him because they're like, you know, you just get us finally used to an actual wrestler being your champion. And then all of a sudden you pull the rug out from under us. But this tournament was to start to repair Brett, and keep him relevant, and move the title from one person to the other. So that's just to give you a little bit of a background before this pay per view started.
0: Well, let's dig into a little more background, just What's the venue here? Attendance, gate, etc. Uh, there
1: was only like sixty five hundred people here, but I mean the Nutter Center is what it was called uh, in Dayton, Ohio, it was kind of a small ish like arena anyway. Um, It was more of like a convention center here. Um, I don't know. They never even mentioned
2: Dayton, Ohio. They, they, in the beginning, they say live from America's heartland. They don't actually Mm -hmm. say Nutter center or the name of this, the the small town. I thought they said
0: Nutter center, but it was kind of blacked out by Ross of that. At that moment. Ross, might, did, Ross
1: might have said Nutter Center in his commentary, like when he's talking about it. But, yeah. but it was mm-hmm.
0: like the crowd that you hear the crowd noise over it. To your yeah. Friend, and know, I have to say it was like almost intentional that it wasn't. Hurting. You know, I
1: know a lot of people wasn't in the arena here. And I, I, I it had to have been pretty close to a sellout. I just don't think it was a very, but it was place.
0: still it was still a hot crowd. Yeah, it was
1: a really, really hot crowd. So we jump in Uh that. I don't know if it, this is worth noting. So WWF used to do a lot of partnerships with the USWA here. It was kind of that was Lawler's promotion and uh in a dark matter. Match Papa Papa Shango, uh, who is the reigning USWA heavyweight champion, defeated Owen Hart defending his title in the uh, dark match. A Little interesting. Uh, then we open the open up the pay per view and Bret Hart and Razor Ramon open up the uh, night. Uh, Ten minutes and twenty five seconds. Bret Hart will pin Razor Ramon with a, a surprise cradle and advance to the second round. Uh, I give I give the match a thumbs up. I felt like the crowd was super live. This is Brett's coming out party is like I'm going to you know what? If you're going to fucking side with Hulk behind the scenes, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to get out here. Ramon was just about to turn face here. He had already lost to the one, two, three kid on Monday night. Rock He's close. Yeah. So people were chanting one, two, three at him or whatever, but Ramon was so good here. He and Brett, obviously Brett really didn't have a bad match with many people.
0: Like he didn't, he didn't overwhelmingly sell the one, two, three kid. He would look at the crowd and go, Oh yeah. Shake his head quickly and like move on. Like, like I, I hear you, but like, that's not the story. And he, he would do his best to shake it off and keep running um he was promoting his buddy come on man yeah. we were friends it's all good nothing wrong with x-pop getting a little low. But it was good um yeah it was good uh razor kind of starts off slower in a deliberate sense brett's more on the uptake uh brett reverses the razor at ed- the razor's edge and gets a two and a half out of it um and then he also counters a suplex off the top rope into a cradle and that's where Brett wins. So you realize like, you know, Brett's finisher when he singles is usually a sharp shooter situation. Never came up. Um, which is kind of fun to me. They didn't really use a finisher necessarily in a lot of these matches. It was a tournament match. How are you going to win? And it was all about getting just a quick up and over on the next person without deliberately burying the other one. Because when Razor gets up, he's pissed. He's not hurt. He's like, ah, oh, you got me, you know, kind of, kind of situation, which, I particularly like that that happens a lot. If you look at UFC now, when Rhonda gets someone in an arm bar back in the day, they would tap because, yeah, I'm tapping. It doesn't hurt yet. But if I don't tap, you're going to break my fucking arm. And then they get up and they're fine. You know, everybody's fine. So fine that actually um, Brett and Razor almost walk out together. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Razor's getting ready to get out of the ring and Brett walks out and then they're, like, they're right next to each other. And then Brett has to stop and put his head on the apron for a bit while Razor walks out. Even so, I do give it a thumbs up. Um, I, I love the match. I love Brett and Razor working together. Um, great movement. Uh, not not really a, a period of dull moments. No stupid bear hugs, which we see our share sure of in this pay-per-view. Um, I really enjoyed it. Thumbs up for me. One of these men will be the winner. After taking a beating like this, you're going to come back and wrestle again. That takes a lot of conditioning, a lot of courage, a lot of guts. To win this
1: tournament, you got to wrestle. Oh, they so
2: done. Done what a, what a yeah, it's same. Uh, thumbs up. Uh, great opener. Bret Hart's just a, the superstar of the night, really. Um, and even before this match, I just want to note, um, I really missed Vince McMahon used to do all the openings to the pay-per-views or, or did. And his like yeah. cell yeah. of the beginning with the music. It's like the old Vince McMahon. I really like how he used to build it up and he obviously doesn't do it and hadn't done it for years and years and years but he he, he was like the mouthpiece of an exciting kind of thing back then so it was cool to see uh, but this match if thumbs can, up for can- sure
1: If they can continuously use James Earl Jones as the voice of Vader, and you you got to be sure that they've prepared even after he passes away, uh, they're still going to be able to use his voice somehow. Vince McMahon can fucking still announce every pay-per-view, in my opinion, even here in 2020. It's just ridiculous that they don't do it. Because it is. Yeah, that beginning was awesome. Because it was just Vince just screaming, welcome, everyone. Like, it's it's cool. Like, you know, it's like. It just makes you think. Like you said,
0: Bushwagger Luke in the room. Yeah, when
1: you used to do all the Royal Rumble openings and the WrestleMania openings or whatever, it takes me back. And
0: more. But we're going
1: to go to to the the second match of the quarterfinals. Mr. Perfect defeats Mr. Huge. Mr. Huge. He's he's pretty big. Uh, Mr. Hughes by disqualification. Six minutes and two seconds. I give the match a thumbs down. Like I think Mr. Perfect was trying his ass off to bump for Mr. Hughes. They didn't really gel together um, and i <laughs> like it was just really weird, you know, Mr. Perfect comes off this. What? three-match marathon with Doink just to qualify for this fucking thing. But yet, like, just it didn't look good with Mr. Hughes, and they wanted to protect Mr. Hughes, I guess, because he was supposed to kind of have a program with the Undertaker. Taker was in a program right now with Giant Gonzalez, who was also managed by Harvey Wimpleman, and Mr. Hughes was part of his little... Who wasn't even there. Yeah, it wasn't even there, and it was just odd, and like... It's like they were trying to protect Mm -hmm. Mr. Hughes for no reason, and uh, I mean, I guess they wanted to make Mr. Perfect really good before the tournament, because they kind of knew Brett was going to go over in the tournament, but like it just kind of was like i don't know i just thought it felt yeah. flat and i thought miss perfect was trying hard to bump but mr perfect in my opinion uh, was never a good baby face and he's he's his character is a cocky he heel. was he like, was
0: he was always better as a heel i'll agree with that but i'll also tell you that um mr perfect is the best bumper in the business i'll even say it over oh he was
1: trying he was his bumping point. his ass off
0: yeah he really was um And also, by the way, Hughes is moving fast for a big man. There was moments I was like, man, this guy's going to he's coming off so hard with those ropes. Those ropes might fail. That damn cable might have come loose. Um, And and they were really trying to do work. There was a huge promo in the beginning that was kind of just way subpar. Um, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you all noticed, but when Mr. Perfect walks into the ring, he literally throws the towel around his back at Mr. Hughes. And it hits Mr. Hughes square on the shoulder. Yes, yeah. I'm like, you can't, you can't plan. He was pretty that, gifted at shit
1: like that, and batting his gum too. Perfect was always fucking great. Yeah, it. it was so good. Yeah.
0: And then um, the thing that I thought was hilarious because when Bobby the brain, as smart as he's supposed to be, would be so stupid at times. They would do the brain scan. This was the first brain scan of the evening, and it was a fucking total epic fail. T- trying to think about Mr. Perfect's gum yeah. flying off, and it just. It didn't work. Nobody knew what was going on. Yeah.
2: So, like, yeah, so the, what you the, doing, the brain Bobby? scan was like, like a telestrator, like John Madden yeah. used to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like you draw, exactly. on the st- you were did. drawing stuff on the screen. So it was called the brain scan. There's Mr.
1: Perfect and there's the gum. Going, going. It's the brain scan, by the way, humanoid. Going, going, going.
0: Yeah, it was a total, in my opinion, it was a total failure. Um, and I, I thought, um, uh, I, as Mr. Privet grabs the tie and Mr. Hughes is in control, I'm like, is the tie legal? Can you grab the tie? Is that okay? Is that not choking Mr. Hughes? They even brought it up in the commentary. Like that, the matchman's like, that's a tough decision for the referee. Yeah. Like, you know, like just so many weird things. Like, can you put the tie back? Can you get a clip on that? Like nothing makes sense. Um, and what's even what's even more interesting is during the match is Brett gets an interview asking who he wants to wrestle next of the winner, and he said he would rather wrestle Mister Perfect because of he respects him and the endurance of the match. He would not prefer to wrestle Mister Hughes, which kind of leads us into story later on. So um, at the end of it, uh, like you said, Mister Hughes can't hang with Mister Perfect. He hits him with the urn. The ref sees it, and it's a DQ win for Mr. Perfect. I do give it a thumbs down, but I did enjoy the little things in between. I enjoy Mr. Perfect hitting him with the towel perfectly. I enjoy the interviews before. I enjoy Brett talking about Brett's trying to set the storyline for perfect and Brett, you know, during the the pay-per-view, which is tough to do because when you do tournaments, how do you set storylines for people that you don't know who's going to wrestle yet? And they were doing that during matches um, stuff that you don't really think about. And, 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 but for the matches, itself, I give it a thumbs down, but for the paper, you, I give it a thumbs up because it kind of progresses. If that makes sense. I know it's weird.
2: Yeah. Right? I'll, Sorry. I'll give the match a, a thumbs in the middle. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever liked a Mr. Huge match, to be honest, <laughs> uh, uh, props for wrestling in a full suit and tie and sunglasses that somehow don't fall off. And I don't understand why. But um, yeah, perfect tried. And to Jess's point about never worked as a as a, as a face, I think he, he could never take off that smirk. And it's tough to um, to be a humble guy when you're known as being Mr. Perfect. He never lost that yeah. smarmyness. How are you a perfect humble yeah. man, Greg? Yeah. Um, but I think, and he wasn't even a, a good face. I remember him as champ of the AWA when I first started watching it on, on ESPN or something. And he was... Uh, Larry Henning's like kid, but he wasn't dynamic. But as a wrestler in a bumper, and they they tried, but yeah, thumbs in the middle. Yeah. So the next match we okay. have
1: is a, another King of the Ring uh, quarterfinal match. <laughs> uh, Bam Bam Bigelow defeats Jim Duggan with a headbutt off the top rope. Four minutes fifty nine seconds. Total thumbs down. Duggan was terrible in this fucking match. Like, he's sloppy. He's sloppy anyway. He was awful. Like, when you weigh Bam Bam Bigelow down, you're terrible. And Duggan was way past his prime here. And I'm not suggesting that. I know Duggan's all character and everything and listen to the crowd, all hoes everywhere. And like not actual hoes, <laughs> like women hoes, but all like saying, ho yeah. and you know, he's Mr. USA. And he's in the heartland of America. And I get it. And Duggan's always been like electric with a crowd. He really has like, when has he not been over? They know? love,
0: they, they, love um,
1: what's interesting. Just a fucking is sluggish, loves- terrible match where Bigelow had to slow himself down. He had nothing to work with the bear hug. No. Maybe the bear hug put me to sleep. I felt like I was in a bear hug. And, um, and I was thanking God when he dropped the head, but at least he had a cool dynamic move to beat Duggan. He headbutted him, pinned him clean, which is what it should have been. I was totally bored. Thumbs down. Go ahead, Dave.
0: I I, I um I I'm gonna give it a, a thumbs in the middle. Oh my god. Uh, I and and honestly, I don't even know you. I'll tell t- I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you something right now. When I saw him coming down, I would instantly say thumbs down because every time I saw Duggan, I'm like thumbs down. So that being said, the, the, the opening minutes of the match for me was like pleasantly surprising and good fast pace, especially for two big men. And like I said before, before we got on before we got online, like Duggan takes takes Bam Bam and cleanly slams him and Bam Bam doesn't jump at all. And I, I think I disrespected the strength of Duggan, like just the physical strength of what he was capable of doing. And I have to give some respect to the fact that Duggan is restricted by his character, um, and we know that Duggan's going to go out there most of the time, and he's going to put someone else over. That's his job. So, based on those things, in my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that, and also the fact that Bam Bam missed a neck shave. If you all didn't notice, he had <laughs> hair all of his neck and not on his head. Um, I'm gonna give Duggan a little bit of a, a little bit of a pass here. And I'm going to give him that thumbs in the middle because he did he did do the the great things to make it a competitive King of the Ring match and still put Bam Bam over in a competitive way to make him a viable finals match, which we'll talk about shortly.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it a thumbs down. I was watching it back today Aww. and I, I could barely follow it or it's want to awful, follow Dave. it. He's he was so nah. Duggan was so clowny and cartoony at this point. I mean nah, he was always done it, but.
0: Come on, man. It's fine. It, at Vince, least Bam Bam. A Vince gimmick all the way.
2: At least Bam Bam won and then did a nice little headbutt at the top. It was fine.
0: <laughs> he struck the top turnbuckle with his head. Duggan just moved the ring from the impact.
1: Bigelow up on top. Go oh, on 400 pounds with that headbutt. He's got the leg hook. And Bigelow wins it. Head it, will advance. in the Duggan's history.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner.
1: So the next match, I, it was, a, it was the final match in the quarterfinals. It was uh, I knew this match was coming by the way. And, and kind of to Dave's point when he's like, if I saw on paper, you know, Bigelow versus Doug and I'm a thumbs down when they're coming down to the ring, but then, you know, like Lex Luger and Tatanka went to a 15 minute draw and both were effectively eliminated. However, I, I knew it was coming and I felt like it was like some kind of like monster coming for me that I had to watch it. And I was like, fucking this match is going to be terrible. And I, I didn't hate it. And it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And it was a typical, you could tell they telegraphed it from the beginning. They were going to the draw with this many fucking chin locks that Luger was doing. But like, I actually felt like they both kind of worked pretty hard and of, of all people, I would not guess would go to a passable. I say passable 15 minute draw. I would not think it would be Luger and Tatanka. And they were decent. They were all right. I give it a thumbs in the middle because I didn't hate it. Like I like when it came up next, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. Like I knew right then I, <laughs> I knew they went to a draw. Obviously, we've seen this pay-per-view before, but like I knew they went to a draw. I'm like, this is going to fucking anger me this whole match. At least Duggan and Bigelow was, you know, under five minutes or, you know, five minutes. Um, but I didn't hate it. So I'll give it thumbs in the middle. Um, Luger, of all people, worked hard and tried to keep the pace. Tatanka worked hard too. A lot of sweat everywhere. But um, I, I give it thumbs in the middle. What do you say, Dave?
0: You know, uh, there was another brain scan failure here about the forearm. No one could make sense of it. Uh, but they did make a big deal about how if Luger didn't put the padding on, he would be automatically disqualified from the King of the Ring tournament. So we had to put on the farm for those of us that don't know what we're talking about. Luger legitly got into a motorcycle accident month months before. And uh, I think he was working in the WBF with the body world Bodybuilding federation. And, but he, he had plating on his forearm. And so they brought that into storyline and he was knocking people out with his forearm. Correct. Right. Yes. Guys? So. He had to put padding on to face Tatanka. The, the refs made a call in the ring. And they said if you don't want to, you can be disqualified from getting. so he had to wear it. Anywho, um, didn't matter so much because at the end of the day, they did go to that uh 15 minute draw. And um this is where I had a question for you guys. And I don't know if it's if we're running over. I think we're doing good on time, but You know, when you watch Luger, the WCW days, and you watch him here, uh, I think he dramatically lost at least 30 to 40 pounds. Uh, This is all based. We all know this is the steroid scandal coming just out of fruition. A lot of people dropped weight here, including Hogan. You can see a big difference in weight and size. Um, What say you here with Luger? Because he almost looks, I mean, he looks great, but he doesn't look great his face looks like a normal face when he almost like when he's sick here, when we see him 20, 30 years later on WWE documentaries. No.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, I think they all slimmed down after that era. And I have no complaints about how, how Luger looked. I thought he looked like a million dollars. Um, Although cut in definition mm-hmm. and it was a shock to the bloated monster that um, you last saw him. But I mean, uh, they gave him the narcissist gimmick for a reason. He looked great. I left for, and I forgot about the narcissist when I watched it back. And he used to pose and bring a mirror in the ring, and Tatanka dumped it on him. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but all that to say, uh, thumbs in the middle also. Um, Luger matches shouldn't go 15 minutes. Um, but it, I, I watched it and uh, I smiled. I was watching it and it was good to see kind of Luger. Uh, and Tatanka's always been a decent wrestler.
1: his own ball right there what, what? i can't believe it what a battle what a wrestling match
0: 15 minutes Listen, ladies and L- gentlemen L- the time limit has expired and the referee declares this bout no. a draw no
1: and tatanka tatanka was also under tatanka was in the middle of his undefeated streak here
0: they both were both of yeah. them were undefeated here.
1: so the thing i have is like In the household, the house show loops at this point, Tatanka was was touring with Bigelow and they would actually take it to the Royal Rumble 94 months, months later and fight each other on pay-per-view. So they were going around the horn with each other for like eight, nine months. Why? Why Mm -hmm. in the fuck? Would they not just have to go over Luger by a cheap DQ or something so we could get a Bigelow and Tatanka match instead of I don't know either. instead of and it could have been five six minutes or whatever and obviously Bigelow would have had to have gone over but maybe Bigelow could have gone over by count out or something and maybe I don't think they wanted Tatanka to lose it all maybe um so I, I maybe that's
0: I think I think yeah that's really I funny. think
1: answer my own question they wanted to keep him undefeated but to me i was like uh, I just thought it was always odd that they chose these two guys to go to a draw but um I get for some reason both both
0: of them were so protected with that. Undefeated streak at that moment. That's the only answer.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not saying it's right. Like have them wrestle somebody else. You know? Yeah. Um, you know they could have they could have gotten two ways and wrestled into a draw with somebody else. But um I, one of the things I was going to bring up was we talked about Heenan and his overt comments. This is how you know Heenan is just at, I don't want to say out of touch. just so long ago, but I, and I don't want to say racist. He's dead. He can't defend himself. But he would go into the Tatanka. Rants and he would say, Well, that's where it's goes, Hey, how were you?
1: Yeah, but that's all of them did it. Ventura <laughs> did it. He called they all did. He called it. Tito Santana's I, flying form the flying jalapeno. It's not racist. That's no, ridiculous. it was the
0: flying burrito. Yeah, the fly, it yeah right, he
1: called just, it the flying jalapeno Jesus. as well. Um, <laughs> Like that's not racist. I think you're actually being a little bit too aggressive in calling Heenan a racist. Like I think that's actually way off base.
0: I I'm trying to find a different term for it. He was definitely insensitive. To
1: not me. insensitive at all. Um, it's insensitive by 2020 because people.
0: Which by the way, I'm not even sure if Tatanka was really a Native American. I don't think, I think
1: he was. He, he plays the part. But, you, is, is he? Oh yeah. no, you're right. Legit? He's like Navajo or something like that, right? Like he has like a yeah, little. Really? Yeah, he has a little, so. okay. a little in him.
0: Because if you told me he was Samoan, I would have just taken that and been like, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, it I was like, he was, he was, I too think Bobby Heenan's
1: insensitive. Song, it's just the way people talk back here. Like that, just it It's an over the top character, which is ridiculous anyway. Like when you look at the stonk character mm-hmm. and Heenan being the total heel, I don't think there was any malice behind it or anything like that. If you look at it with 2020 eyes. Yes. When you say, if you say hi to someone on the wrong tone nowadays, people are like, what do you mean by that? So like, well, I just said, hi. Yeah. But you said, hi. Like, I mean, so whatever. Like it's high. Racist is a completely wrong brush. to Try to paint Bobby. <laughs> with, In my opinion. <laughs>
0: No, don't defend Bobby. Why? That's He's
1: funny. the greatest manager of all time. Why not defend him?
0: I agree with that. There's no reason to defend him. I can't think that's kind of my point.
1: <laughs> and calling him that. a racist, you're awesome. I have actually called him the greatest of all time. Fucking racist.
0: I, I I'm not you could still be the greatest of all time managers and still be a racist. I mean well the, technically not. that, maybe that maybe might be true. The
1: the, technically that might be true, but that is not the case with Heenan. I could I could say that with utmost. He loved
0: he loved in real in in real non-K fabe, he loved everyone in that back he's not a racist in real life let's put it that way but he had to play the part on tv and people were very insensitive to that and you could probably blame vince for that more than you could blame bobby for that if you really wanted to cast blame sorry i don't want to be too much of a dick about it but it, it was it's out there you look at it now it, it's just it doesn't paint a pretty picture when you watch it today right
1: but
2: no. it was it was every week back then and it culturally was. you you never even thought twice about yeah. it and it's it's what it's it's jarring to watch it back now uh with the tatanka and even the whole japanese elements with yokozuna and that oh, whole thing. oh my god but every week it was no yokozuna different, was different was than not, anyone else on not the mic. i'm not
1: really. saying it's right i'm just saying leave it in its time right. capsule like it did yeah. belongs in the times capsule for a reason so i mean yeah. at the time yeah if you try to look at it with 2020 20 eyes it's like what because that's what we're all talking about now i mean yeah it, you know, it,
0: it throws you off
1: yeah it, it's it's right. different to listen to and you're sure like craig said it right it's jarring but at the same time it's like it belongs in the time capsule for a reason like it's not it's yeah. not meant to be drawn into today's society and then judged because i think that's not fair
0: so what's interesting about it, is it, it does go to the, to the time limit draw both men remain undefeated bam bam advances to the finals but Luger tries to get five more minutes, and everyone's like, "Fuck you!" So he uses the elbow on Tatanka, and fucks him up pretty good. Fucking asshole! Because he's because he's a heel.
1: But hey, that brings us on to round two. Oh, and they start out round yeah. two with the bang: Bret Hart versus Mister Perfect, eighteen minutes and fifty-six seconds. Bret Hart goes on over. the
0: thirty-minute time limit. By the way, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right, like uh, I guess the second round did increase. It went up to thirty minutes. It, like that.
0: It, it increased to thirty minutes. So I, took
1: it to, to I you know. First of all, thumbs up. I'm stupid if I say anything else. I was going to say, where's he going? Thumbs down. Um,
2: It it was so
1: different. (laughs) It was so different from their SummerSlam 91 match, which is also a classic. And that's just how good, perfect and, and Brett were. The, Bending of the fingers on Brett by Mr. Perfect. It was a completely unique storyline. When he
0: already well, when he already got his, yeah. his feet, his uh, fingers stomped in the
1: first match. Yeah, and so he sells out through the whole fucking pay-per-view, and just that little nuance is fantastic. And just by the
0: way, Brett taped his fingers up after the first match getting stomped, saying they were had of issues. That was that was totally yeah. fucking they were
1: deliberate. and also they were both faces coming into this, which was different. H- Henning was heel in SummerSlam 91 and Brett was face. And and they They're both faces, yeah. There, they, they they did there. they did walk the line well well and it's like it's it goes back to what we say about brett it's like you know how many times have you seen him wrestle the same opponent and the first match be a classic but then when you watch the second match it's equally as good in a totally different way the bulldog comes to mind owen comes to mind but from the wrestlemania match to their summerslam cage match he's that good and i'm not i'm not shitting on mr perfect we all what before what you say?
0: you even get into the match though jess they had an interview with both of them together before the match even started that's right and and Mean Gene literally picks a fight with them. Did yes, yeah.
1: Gina was. A, he, it's so funny when Gene wants to be an <laughs> asshole and an instigator. It's hilarious to watch him because he's and so then, non-threatening. And then
0: he's and then he's like, and he's like, whoa, 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 hold up! He and told, he blames. He picked them. the fight and then them. he shut him down. Yeah. He bl- yeah, he starts the fight like, and he's oh like, you my.
1: guys calm down. Like, basically, it's like, well, you started it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. happened. I loved it. I was yeah, like-
2: it was basically connected to, uh, Dave said it earlier, during the first round match, Brett yeah. Sartre's pitcher pops up and is asked, who would you rather face, Mr. Hughes or Mr. Perfect? And so he says, well, qualities to both. Mr. Hughes, you'd have to have, he um, size, has yeah, size and strength. With Perfect, you got to have endurance, blah, blah. And so they mean Gene Oakland during their pre-match have them together for the interview and then goads them into kind of, you said you'd rather have Mr. Hughes. Why is that? You think you could take Mr. Hughes instead of Mr. Perfect? And it's basically kind of the Roddy Piper, Bret Hart promo from yeah. uh, from, from later where they it starts friendly. And there's actually, he didn't pick anyone. He didn't pick a... I mean, he he picked perfect actually, and it's a it, they try to make a wedge out of nothing, but it ends the uh, the promo with, with a little bit of a story which infuses in the match, which it was good. But eighteen yeah. minutes flew by with these two. Yes, yeah ass, and, like, even like, like, even and, if and
0: even infuses their dad. It's so, a, my dad beat your dad. Yeah, that
1: was funny too. Like, no, he didn't. Yes, yeah. he did. Like, and it's just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, yeah, it, it's a tribute to both people. I didn't mean to overly praise Brett. I mean, obviously Mr. Perfect, we know he could hang. He's oh amazing. My gosh, amazing. Um, yeah. Like this yeah. match is fucking great. And like I said, it's just as equally as good as their Summersun 91 match, but on a totally different level, they both wrestled on completely different levels. It was a lot more snug and a little bit vicious, you know, with the finger bending and stuff like Mr. Perfect taking advantage of that, which is kind of a heel tactic, but not really because they were even saying in a commentary. What would you do? You take advantage of the ailment. You're in a tournament. It's attrition, you know, so it was just everything was so good about this match and you know again it's tribute to both guys honestly like it's it's a it's people don't talk about this match ever and they should Mr.
0: Perfect cannot
2: believe what just
0: happened Well, it, it, the only one talks about it because it's not a big finisher match. I mean, Brett wins on a reversal small package. There's really no real finishers here. You don't see a perfect plex. You don't see any of those items. But again, this was so great. What was so great about these kinds of matches, they would literally get caught, get pinned, and go, damn it, I lost. So it wasn't like someone was knocked out cold and it was legitimate. Like, oh my God, this is a crazy winner. It was like, nah, Brett just got by. And then, you know, You would be like, okay, Mr. Perfect didn't really lose any...
1: No, and you're right, and I agree with you, which is why one of the very few things I will ding this pay-per-view, we're going to talk about later in the finals, why I fucking hate... No finishers. I fucking hate what they did. Because you build Brett up this whole time to not use his finisher to use it in the finals. But I don't want to say any more that bullshit didn't happen. And so anyway, I'm getting upset. I'm jumping way ahead here. Um, so we all like the match as everybody should go back and watch Thumbs it. Thumbs up all the way. Go back up. and watch it. It's Craig. fantastic. Uh the next Thumbs match for is you too, Craig? Yeah. yeah. the next match is just fucking all over the place because it was it, backstage <laughs> shit backstage shit was going on. The aftermath of WrestleMania 9 was fresh in hey, everybody's mind. Is
0: it not the coolest thing where where heart where Jimmy Hart is Pushing his body up and down to make the jacket of Hogan look like it's like breathing up and down in the beginning I, I, of that I Hulk Hogan. Interview. Viciously
1: hate Jimmy Hart as Hogan's manager, but anyway. Well, you
0: don't know that Jimmy Hart all it pops oh, up. For you, the love you of see God. see that babe. animated,
1: Jesus you know, Christ. picture
0: of Hulk just oh, rrr, up God. and down, and then you're like, okay. And then once again, he's like, "This is where the power oh. of Hulkamania lies." And oh. he points to his so, hand. So okay, like one, one thing yeah, about ahead, this promo, Craig, real sorry. quick before. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Jimmy Hart. They conspiracy theory. Uh, Jimmy Hart in this promo before Hogan jumps says the two were two sentences. He says he was born and raised in the USA. He has red, white, and blue running through his veins. Switch. And he says those backwards. But basically, those two lines are the are the first lines in his American-made WCW theme tune. Yes. Yeah. Which is crazy hearing Actually,
1: him, Jimmy. That's a very good point because there's no way that could be a coincidence, right? Like,
2: yeah, he's he's
0: already building the music for the whole. And Hulk
1: didn't go WCW. in till yeah. like a year later to WCW,
0: but he was thinking of the music the whole time. Yeah, or well, maybe not. Yeah. But
2: like, did Jimmy Hart write American Made? Yes, he did. Yeah, yes. well, he probably he's all he probably thought back to this. He's all, oh th- shit, maybe this interview. Remember I said that real cool thing about right? right? right. the
1: song, maybe.
0: Yeah, they were, you watches to watch so over and
1: over. We'll get into this, let's get into stuff. this match here. For no odd, for fucking whatever odd reason, Hulk Hogan was wearing a blank bandana, which I don't get either. Fucking just weird, and weird was, shit. And, like, and
0: for no obvious rating, he was 30 pounds lighter. Odd shit. But well, yeah.
1: we all know why that would happen, but I mean, like just. I am joking. No, you're not joking. It's dead serious, actually, he fucking got off the roids and de-bloated himself. Well, I but, said for no yeah. reason he was 30 pounds Yeah, like, yeah. We all know why he was 30 Right, lighter. right. But so so we'll get on to the match Yokozuna defeats Hulk Hogan to win the WWF championship in 13 minutes and 9 seconds. So let me just say but there's so much shit I have to get into here. The match sucked. It was Whoa. terrible thumbs down. For, um, first
0: thing is Ross makes this way more energy yes. than it
1: actually is. It, th- I was actually going to touch on that too. Uh the match quality mm. is thumbs down. It's awful. Um it's a Hogan by the numbers, you know, thing and it was more importantly yeah. it's a Hogan almost 40 by the numbers match, which is even worse. Oh. Um oh, so no first of all like Jim Ross the whole night Jim Ross is fucking fantastic to me like he's 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 wonderful and the fact that this was last this was Jim Ross's last pay-per-view Vince pulled him off because I can't stand your southern draw I don't like the way you refer to wrestlers as athletes you keep referring to their high school shit and their college shit it's awful like Vince just why hire him and debuting Wrestlemania your first commentating you know assignment is Wrestlemania and then you take him off like three months later fuck you Vince like honestly Jim was awesome at the top of his game here. Second pay per view into a company that he never worked for before, but just the way he sold Hogan and Yokozuna was yeah. just fucking top. The research top to together, fucking notch, yeah. top notch, and
2: just the-, the importance of every match on this pay per view. Yes. He sold it.
1: He was he was he was backing up every story. And so not trying to push the network, not trying to push merchandise, not trying to push whatever, which is what Vince yells at people in the headset now about. He was trying to push the fucking product and the wrestlers and their characters and the hard work that they put into it to make you believe a certain way about the certain character. Any so. So going to the introduction, the pop that Hulk got here was fucking awesome. And like yeah, was pretty phenomenal. And everything was weird about it, though, at the same time. So Jimmy Hart's awkward because I, I never accepted him as Hulk's manager. The video screen, Hulk's graphic was not the Hulkamania graphic. It was block letters of Hulk Hogan, which is odd. Everything was odd, which is so fitting that he was leaving, that this would be his last pay-per-view and he knew he wasn't coming back. When he comes out to that massive pop, he mouths the words so long. To everybody Craig and I obsessed over this, like back in the day (laughs) we replayed it over and over and over again. And he, in fact says so long when he walks out because he knew that he was, he was going away for a while that, that at this point it wasn't just a year retirement. Like it was the year prior I'm, I'm leaving like this is it. So as much as the Hulk 1993 comeback was supposed to be a success and it flopped equally as big. This was as a fan I remember this pop being huge and being like, fuck, like this. I I kind of knew like, he's not going to beat Yoko, right? Like I just knew it going in like this. Everything was odd about this from the blank bandana he wore. And I know that sounds so trivial and ridiculous to the block letter, uh, you know, screen to everything. It was just super odd and not in his favor.
0: It's phoned in is what you're saying.
1: Yes. And just kind of like, yes, exactly. But I was I'm. I, you do get goosebumps watching his entrance here and the way he just stands there and smiles and he says so long and like the way the place erupted. You- like he's a star and he always had been a star and him just getting in there. It was awesome. And it was again, it was a boring fucking slow by the numbers Hulk versus big guy. Where do
0: you put the match?
1: That Thumbs down all the way. Like it was awful. Thumbs down. Yeah, it was boring. Mm-hmm. There was a bear hug in there, I think for two hours, even though the match was only 13 minutes. It was about two hours long. Mm-hmm. Like it was...
0: Yeah. The the big boots
1: at the end were awful and fake and terrible looking and like just everything was bad about it. And and I just uh, except for the ending sequence was cool. You know, again, you know, he finally gets Yoko down. Yoko kicks out of the leg drop. Legitly kicks out at two. And uh, that was awkward. And again, just the way Hulk got up and the way he acted when he dropped the leg, the way he. Did you notice the way he went for the cover? He put his elbow down on Yoko's chest in an odd way. It's, everything was odd about this match. Everything. And, like, it's it in. was all weird. And, yeah, and then the this i i'm probably stealing everyone's thunder but the at, at the end before the camera exploded in his face he taps yoko on the back to let yoko know that it's i'm happy and we're going we're going into the finish right now everything was so fucking obvious like and, and craig and i again that we obsessed well, you about you
0: can i mean you can you can play that card a little bit i don't want to be too conspicuous i mean even hacks all, double taps Bam, bam. Please, Jesus, don't a, bring a, Hacksaw back to into to this. To don't a, do it. do reversal, don't, Dave. <laughs> the you're stretching. Like you, you're just you're playing that. It happens in every match. Just don't don't play the this. Was like sup- that. This was super. This was super obvious. Oh come me. on!
1: Like Yoko was on his hands and knees, and Hulk walked up and tapped him like he was like, "Hey brother, got your beer?" Like that's the way he tapped him. It wasn't even like it wasn't even to try um, to hide it. He tapped him in the most obvious way you're, possible.
0: You're you're such a Hogan lover. You also constrict him in every facet you can possibly think of. I mean, it was no, it was a big. Craig,
1: moment. Well, we'll give give so the match your rating. It. I don't want to cut your rating off, even though it's skewed because you brought hacks on to this shit somehow, <laughs> but what what's your rating? <laughs> what's, oh, you did,
0: did, did,
2: did Dave give his rating? No, he didn't.
0: No, I, I, I thought you said Craig first. You, can see Craig, you tell me.
2: Uh, yeah, thumbs down for me, too. Despite Jim Ross's attempts to make it epic and Andre Hogan kind of level, it just wasn't. To, to Jess's point, it was strange. I mean even if you know you're leaving to, to whisper so long um, mm-hmm. on the entrance is a could, could be a big fuck you wearing a red bandana instead of choosing to wear WWF merchandise bandana right. yeah. also maybe a big fuck you um, oh and then uh, Yokozuna giving him the bonsai drop at the end of it too could that's have been purposeful. fuck you but I mean also a oh, way to kind of get for- him off TV right but then also kicking out of the leg yeah. drop too, like there, there was there were some weird things and the ending with the with the photographer with the fire paper which was then sold as a camera backfiring it was fucking dumb. He was either like a, or did they did they figure it out and tell what happened? No, the next day? no, but they didn't. They, the sold. guy
1: the guy who was dressed up was that was actually Harvey Wimpleman. but it right. was not meant for you to know it was Harvey Wimpleman ever. They just explained right. it as. Uh, Yokozuna hired that Japanese photographer to be there and his camera exploded accidentally. So obviously they were alluding to the fact that Fuji and Yoko planted him. But I mean, it was just weird. It's just like, you know, I don't know. Right. Like, Where's Fuji's cane? What about the salt in the eyes or whatever? Like, just take the loss that way. Hogan had to be like, and then I need a volcano to explode in my face. because That's the only way I'm going to get beat. Just at this point, you're already going like you're already going. And like, it just, it was, we, all of it was weird. All of it was very odd, but, it gives me the feels watching his entrance and all that stuff, because that was cool. And like, it was just all odd. All his movements were odd in there. Dave's probably right. It's more of a phoned in kind of feel, but like, it's just kind of, it was all odd. It was just really weird. I don't know. What do you give it, Dave? To win the title. That's what, oh, here we go. Listen to this.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a thumbs down. And it's not because of the fact that it was put in the middle of the pay-per-view because I, I'm I'm one of those guys. If you're going to hold a king of the ring tournament, the final should be the final of the king of the ring tournament. Correct. It shouldn't be the title match. I I am totally about that. So it's not it's not because maybe of one that. of the
1: only exceptions where we could say the world title match shouldn't go on last.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was. In the, it was. Let me put it this way. Was it in the right spot? No. Should it have been last? No. They they almost got it right because the matches that come after this, like what the fuck is this match doing after the title yeah. match? But that's that. We'll will discuss that in a minute. But I, I still give it a thumbs down. I think Hogan. Obviously, Hogan's on his way out. Um, Hogan would not lose clean to Yoko. That was very clear. So I had to pull this bullshit camera angle out have Yoko pin him and then have Yoko put him out of commission because in Hogan's mind I'm never coming back really at this moment Hogan in his mind is not coming back he's going to do movies before he gets a ton of money in WCW to come back on that side of it am I right, am I wrong it was 94 right When well, no, sure. oh my god his camera exploded What? The- right in Hogan's face This camera exploded in Hogan's face Yoko a drops a leg the
1: yeah, about a year later. So it was just all... Yeah, Hulk, Hulk knew he was leaving. It was a big fuck you to Vince, but honestly, the big fuck you was on Hogan. The joke was on him because like his mm-hmm. his return flopped. He didn't.
0: I mean, he he did the summer tour over overseas, yeah,
1: which is fine. I think left, he like beat right? Yoko. Yeah, he rematched Yoko all over the world and would win by DQ. Well, he would beat him by yeah, DQ all, all
0: over, but Yoko was the champion. Yeah,
1: so it's just like mm-hmm. it was just I don't know. It was, it was again. It was Vince and Hulk. Typical Vince and Hulk fighting with each other behind the scenes. Hulk doing stuff that kind of damaged people. And I'm not saying like, you know, it's easy for me to look back. You know, when I was a fan here, I was like pissed that he lost. Um, But at the same time, like it, it, I can't, I can't shit on him because he was the biggest draw. And within like a two year span or a year and a half span, it all went away from, because of the steroid trial Whoa. him going away for a while, it all changed. And then the wrestling appetite changed the audience appetite. You know, they didn't want this shit anymore. And you got to a point where you have this live show called Monday night Raw. So You heard the raw crowd reaction and like, it just, it all was changing and I don't think Hulk was ready for it. Um, I don't think he was ready. You know, how, how do you become ready when you're the most cartoony of cartoonies like and then the wrestling audience is kind of trying to tell you, I, we don't really want that anymore. We just don't need that. The next, the next match here is a obvious cooldown match. It's a, a eight man tag team match: the Smoking Guns and the Steiner Brothers oh. against uh, Money Incorporated and the Head Shrinkers. Six minutes forty nine seconds, I believe. One of the Smoking Guns pinned DiBiase, if I remember. It's Like, uh, like a small and package.
0: And it, and it, yeah, small package. Quick pin. There's just scuffle n- in the ring. I'll argue that this was a match that should have gone longer, but they went over other matches and they had to kill it for time.
1: Yeah. I thumbs give it a down. thumbs. up. I give it a thumbs in the middle. You give it a thumbs down. I give it a thumbs Ooh. in the middle just because I don't know. Like they tried Not
0: their fault. Yeah. They tried. They were,
1: they were in an odd position on the I'm, card.
0: I am not even sure just if every, if every person got in the ring of those eight, I don't think they did. I mean, Some people I, just I, Probably not on, on the apron. Craig,
2: what Craig. do you think? I don't care about this match. <laughs> um, thumbs thumbs, yeah. Thumbs down. It was just a cluster with, I don't know. Just I like, also do don't care
1: about the next match. Yeah. The next match is Shawn Michaels defending his intercontinental championship against thumbs down against crush. Uh, <laughs> 11 minutes and 14 seconds. I know. Why is this I so long? I know you have a lot of faith in Shawn Michaels, but again, look across the ring and be like, we should cut this motherfucker down by about six minutes. Um, so, yeah, like, and it was odd. Doink came down and, and fucking crushes. I'm sorry. Rest your soul, buddy. Um, he was big and impressive looking, but he was fucking terrible sometimes and the ending sequence where Michael super kicks him in the back and he takes that fake phony fucking face bump in the turnbuckle because <laughs> Doink was distracting him I wanted to throw shit at my television like when I rewatched but, it I was like God he's so fucking terrible again he's a wrestling instructor <clears throat> so you do this you do that you hit this so, you back bump like fucking ridiculous think, think like,
0: about this though you got Michaels and and crush going 13 minutes and the match before you had the smoking guns pretty talented kids by the way they were kids here and you had and the Steiners versus Money Inc. and the head shrinkers. The amount of talent in that ring at that moment, I would take that 13 minutes right there over this horseshit icy yeah. title And by the like way,
1: the, the promo before the match was Shawn Michaels trying to get a cut in on Hulk Hogan, by the way. And it karma's yeah. a bitch. Oh, karma's a bitch because right afterwards, when he introduced diesel, he's like, that which makes a big truck go diesel like i'm like okay bitch like you thought you were so slick in Baggin and bagging on hogan and then the line you knew you had to deliver which was, was to introduce a name you fucking almost flubbed and pretty much i did was gonna flub. reference that it's, shit. K- it's
2: a complete botch it's, it's hate him. almost like out of your God. leg level you can see he gets lost in it Oh, it was. So it was, like he was more. Concerned means, about I, I hope. I hope the, the dinosaur the comment
1: right. about Hogan fucking served you well, you cocksucker. Even though he had a great career afterwards, whatever. Go fuck him. Uh, fuck Sean Michaels. Like, I'm sorry. Pissed off. We You're so mad. You're, <laughs> so You're fucking sad. hate him. You're
0: right. In all New York, when you recapture the Intercontinental title, this so-called bodyguard, this uh, insurance policy. What's his name?
1: What's his name? His name's my insurance
0: policy. That's what it is. Oh, he's got to have a name. Does he talk? Okay. No. I do the talk. You want to know what his name is? Yeah, I'll but- give you the info. His name is Diesel, as in diesel fuel, that which makes a Mack truck go. This is a Mack truck,
2: and this man protects Sean M- But I mean, every- he couldn't make Crush. Uh, he couldn't. I can see why they put it here. He's supposed to be able to elevate Crush and have a good match, and he bumped he bumped the heck out of himself. He, he let Crush Military press him and throw him like forward first out, from inside the ring outside, where he like. Rubbed his head like on the rope and almost hung himself. Like he t- he, he tried. He really, really tried. um But it's crush. but it just wasn't good. Uh, thumbs down.
0: Connor Crush. Thumbs down. Yeah, I give a thumbs it's down like too. It was, was uneventful,
1: especially the the ending sequence. Like I say, with Crush's fake shit, like was terrible. Like I just would get so mad. Like at him, his mullet was the. And part, I, and I
0: personally, at the time, I know some people find it fascinating. I wasn't a Doink fan. So when I saw Dwayne coming down to this, I'm like, oh, it just makes it even worse for me. It, I it's was like, kind of, I mean, two thumbs.
1: Down. I yeah, it was just odd. It was again all odd. Like, and then also too, like, it, it's an odd placement for the match. The crowd pretty much was dead after Hogan lost because obviously at this point, where so
0: some the wrestling crowd, the some, wrestling
1: audience in general was tired of Hulk, but this crowd was really pro Hulk. Yeah, and like that, the no, it just took for the,
0: sure, and, and they were yeah. and they were kind of beat up after Hulk lost. But Doink, I mean, at WrestleMania Nine, you know, Doink wrestles Crush, and then, I'm sorry, yeah, Doink wrestles Crush, and there's a second Doink that interferes and you know fucks with Doink, uh, fucks with Crush altogether. Then both Doinks come down at this point at King of the Ring to distract him and interfere to distract him, and then he loses again. So that's that's why the Doink story is important. For those of you that don't know, go back and check out King of the Ring '93 and WrestleMania Nine. If you want to put yourself through a fucking world of horror and check that shit out, go ahead, Craig. Okay. I think
2: uh, I think we talked about it very briefly in the beginning of this, but to, to Jess's mm. point about took the air out of the crowd about the Hogan, go back and watch this on the network for that Hogan fan that, that prided himself on looking yes. like Hogan, kind of bald. He's in the front row. And it, what we used to do is play the play the back when when Hogan got pinned and you can see his soul leave his body. You can see he just... <laughs> he just dies inside, and he's frozen for it's like thirty seconds. That is bad
1: as that Undertaker fan, and then right? and then yes. we always he noticed was, too after they went away for the interviews, and they started the Smoking Gun match, the Eight Man Tag. He was gone from the front row. I don't think he ever returned the whole night. <laughs> I think after Hulk lost, <laughs> no, when his soul left. left his body, he just left yeah. the building and w- wandered aimlessly. He went, he, on the went to,
0: he went to the bar. No, yeah, that or
1: just was wandering on the streets of uh, Ohio, like just walking around, not knowing where he was, and. Who he was. It
2: was, it I was mean, so he, bad. He
0: he he was a he was a two hundred and twenty pound Hogan all day. Yeah. Just like him.
2: Just that just that quick 90. aside, it's it's another little nugget, but it's so good. Go and watch that guy.
0: I'm telling you, he's <laughs> like, doing okay. I I, I laughed my ass off. Like, how is how is that guy not zoomed in on, on playbacks like the the fan from The Undertaker loss in Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? You know, one guy's like totally shocked with his glasses and his white shirt going, mm. I'm like, oh, it's the best. I, st- I still laugh every time I see it. So, the,
1: the, when, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, when Undertaker loses that streak, I just, I fucking, I, I just, I bathe in it. It's fucking phenomenal.
1: D I love everything. So, we're going to get on to the main event here. Bret Hart defeats Bam Bam Bigelow in the tournament final to become the first ever pay per view uh, King of the Ring champion. How underrated
0: is Bam Bam? 18 just? minutes and 11 Holy seconds.
1: Shit. And let me tell you, like, I, first of all, I, I, well, I'm going to, beat the shit out of the ending in a second but they these two are amazing together i love the chemistry mm-hmm. between bam bam and brett they were awesome Bam Bam was stiff Brett was selling it He's selling the fingers From earlier Selling the hemorrhoids yeah. From wherever Like he was doing Everything he, he needed to do had hemorrhoids Yeah Yeah apparently it was str- <laughs> a, lot of stress. A, a lot of stress To be top of the company And then get screwed by Hulk um, read, so, read
0: the PWI Craig
1: So Bigelow yeah. was awesome here And so was Brett They were both great Now The match gets a thumbs up The fucking ending sequence yeah. It's like God damn it Like Luna Vachon comes out, who had been siding with Bigelow, hits Brett in the back of the, you know, on the outside of the ring, hits Brett on the back of the chair. Brett falls down. It would be different if they they counted Brett out and then the officials come back going, dude, the first ever king of the ring can't be decided by a fucking count out. Restart this shit. I would respect that. Instead, she hits Brett. Brett sells it on the floor for like two minutes. Bigelow takes his sweet time, goes out, picks Brett up, brings him back in the ring, slams him. Sets him up for the headbutt, hits the headbutt, pins him fucking clean, and they still come out and reverse the decision and continue the match. What in the flying fuck are we watching here? Why in the world would you shit on all of the work that Brett did all night long? To Dave's point, he never used his finisher to win. It was all quick cradles doing this and that or whatever. In the finals, he puts Bigelow on the goddamn sharpshooter and makes him tap. How is it fucking so hard like to push Brett, which Vince always had this problem pushing I, Brett. Like, just, why the I, fuck I, I is this so hard? It, yeah. I'm so I'm actually legitimately mad right now because I, I remember Luna sneaking up like a little shit and hitting Brett and then me going like it was five minutes from the chair strike to when he pinned him fair. What? Why is Bigelow not King of the Ring? Why? Like,
2: why? And,
0: and, 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 and Craig, she's not even hot, bro. Let's be real about it.
2: Luna, no. And the move before that was worse than terrible. the chair shot. Like when Bam Bam kind of scoops him up and slams him very hard on yes. just the carpet, not the mat, but the carpet um, from a good, I don't Again, know, four feet. Like, yeah. So that big that slam, him. like that was enough.
1: That big slam followed by the chair shot. I get the point. They're fucking destroying his yeah. back. Then he lets Brett get counted out. Someone else runs out going, bullshit. You didn't see what happened. After he slammed Brett, like Luna came out and did this. Totally want to restart the match. Sounds good. Like, sounds good. Bigelow brings him back in, slams him. Either Brett moves from the headbutt or kicks out of the headbutt because you're pushing him as your next big guy. And then somehow he musters him up a current. Bigelow misses something big. Yeah. Brett puts him in the sharpshooter with the hurt hand, with hemorrhoids, everything. Gets him to tap. What the fuck? So you do this to uh, Brett and then we're going to talk uh, about the end, the post match after this, when Brett looks like even a bigger yeah. pussy, like Jesus Christ. Like, so I, I don't get it. Like, I just don't <clears throat> get it. The match though, the chemistry between the two well, is fantastic. To
0: your, to your point, if, if you're going to have that kind of finish and why wouldn't Hogan have the same respects A photographer blinded him, right? Well, let's restart the match. They didn't restart that match where there's a title change involved. Yeah. Were
1: Reyna? the refs in the back when Wait they fucking saw fire hit Hulk in the face? They didn't come out going, this is bullshit. They were like, no, nah, that's fine. But yeah, I tell you, I tell you.
2: point.
1: Yeah, it just does sense. Is that
2: a deliberate move as coward Finkel gets up there after Brett got pinned and then announces that it, they reverse the decision and then the refs wave that off and say restart it. So was that on purpose or was that an error by Finkel? Like, why I, it would it you might have been an, an error. Yeah, reversal? you know what?
1: That's a good point. It might have been an error.
2: Because I don't think, yeah, it think, doesn't yeah. benefit Brett to here, we're gonna give it to you. No, we're not gonna give it to you. You we're gonna restart like it that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah.
0: I, I think reversing the decision to get the crowd going and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we can't reverse it. We have to restart it. I, I think I think it's planned. I really do. But it was just it, it was
1: Vince's blind, you know, even back here, fucking this was the big period of wrestling where he didn't know how to connect with his fans because wrestling was changing and it took him a couple years to get his shit together. It's same thing here. Like this contrived booking, you already made him look good, Brett, by having him do what he did all night long. And again, to Dave's point, him never using his finisher to the end is, is key, is key. And then you don't even let him win at the end with it. And then you, he gets pinned fair, basically, even though yes, Mm -hmm. shit happened on the outside, like five minutes earlier, it didn't matter if, she jumped in the ring, hit him on the back in the ring with the chair. And then as Brett fell from the chair, Bigelow's coming off the top rope for the head. But I could get you stuff. I could get that. I could even get behind that. But just the way it all happened, it's like you made Brett look like a pussy. You made him look like he sucked. And like, how?
0: Oh, slam. And look at Bam Bam. He's not even breathing heavy. He knows he's got victory. There he is. Top rope. You could have, you could have had him lose there and then beat Bam Bam at the next pay per view and go into WrestleMania to win. Not
1: even that. I don't even think a good move would be Brett losing at all. You just don't have him like win like this. Like, because it wasn't like you, I didn't feel, yeah, yeah, I,
2: I don't, I don't get was it. Was it to protect can, Bigelow? Because Bigelow didn't really need protecting. I mean, it was Brett's kind of night, but if <laughs> that was the Bam, thing, like, yeah, Bigelow's yeah, only Bam won Bam once and he'd give it like he's it's some excuse to not be pin clean. Yeah. That didn't work either. It did. It was bitten just nonsensical. Let just Brett win it.
1: Yeah. It was it, just overbooking so for I mean, no reason. And then like, and then we'll get know, to the,
0: you could even, have, you could even have Luna come in and interfere, have Bam Bam miss the head, pull him into a sharpshooter. And yeah. Take care of fine, fine. it. Fine. Absolutely fine.
1: What, it, what it, um, did you give it? what did you give the match, Dave?
0: I give the match. I give the match a thumbs up. Like I, I, I do. I do disagree with the finish because it's just it's just too much work for so little payoff. Um, Brett, it's obvious that Brett's trying to carry the federation from this point going forward, and Yoko is going to be the heel that he's going to chase. That's the experiment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I know about the Lawler situation of the two years of feud going forward, which we'll talk about. And Luger, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about Brett chasing the
1: title. Craig, what'd you think?
2: It was thumbs up, and then this led to, he didn't have, um, I guess we started now with it. Did you give it a thumbs up Jeff? Yeah, you did. Earlier, yeah. yeah, thumbs you? up. I right? like the match yeah. a lot. Yeah, this, a yeah. this went straight to the coronation ceremony. Brett got about 10 seconds before interrupted by Lawler and starts there and then gets kind of beaten go. down and destroyed. I mean- Brett's now been in the ring 45 minutes and then takes a heck of an ass whooping from Jerry yeah. Lawler and the so, chair. Yeah, he doesn't on get to use the
1: sharpshooter all night long. And then when he should have used it in the main event, he doesn't, he doesn't even go over clean. He actually got beat clean. Then they, it's like the referees conspired together to make Brett to, to shove him down your throat, which has got to be a Vince call. And then Brett wins by a victory roll, not even a sharpshooter. And then, so already it's like, you didn't even make Brett look strong. You made him look like he needed refs help to get the match reversed. And then Jerry Lawler, who basically didn't even wrestle at that point and was just more of like an, you know, he hosted primetime wrestling with some other people and all that. Like, he was a commentator, basically, beats the shit out of Brett. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like... You're, everyone's up in an uproar about how Hulk screwed Brett or whatever. This is total again, more evidence that Vince didn't have a plan for Brett after WrestleMania 9. He wanted to put the belt on Yoko. He g- created Lex Luger after that to be the next all-American guy to do slam Yoko and be the hero. And like, it's just it, I know telling you,
0: man, Warrior, Warrior fucked up a two-year timeline. We all know I that. know
1: that like at the time I didn't really care for Brett and I was more of a Hogan guy and all that stuff. But looking back, man, like if brett wasn't so goddamn talented in that ring they really went out of their way just to shit on him and make like they really did they really did coming in. Oh, what a pay-per-view the head man up on big shoulders he got, him he, a, he got him in a victory roll. he's got the fleet home oh, he that heart is the king of
0: the ring that heart is New the king of the, the ring don't believe this I mean, no, I agree, Jess. But I hate, I hate to go back to it. And I felt, I feel bad for Brett. And I think he could have carried a lot more than he did. But we all said when they, when they tried to go to a certain arena for WrestleMania eight,
1: no it was seven, or
0: was it nine, seven? I'm sorry. No, well, well, six was Warrior and Hogan, right? Yes. And then at that point, we knew already that. Warrior had lost to Slaughter via the whole, you know, schmas with Macho Man. So by that point, WrestleMania Eight was—I'm sorry, WrestleMania Seven was Slaughter versus Hogan. So you knew at WrestleMania Eight, in your mind, based on the tickets and where they're trying to sell it, was going to be oh, it's Warrior Hogan on the rematch. Correct.
1: That's what you would assume.
0: Based. That's what you would assume. One warrior couldn't pony up, steroids wanting too much money, whatever the issue was, it fucks up this entire timeline from eight all the way to WrestleMania 10, where they have to fucking restructure the whole thing. So I, I I I hate the fact that Brett gets shit on the way he does, but I think Brett is really just thrown into this. And they don't know what to do, and they don't have faith in him because they haven't tested him, even though they have. The crowd loves him, even though it's in the tag realm with the heart foundation, Jim Neville, and I heart. But there's a lot to be said there with why they didn't trust him at that point, which in hindsight is just absolutely stupid. Brett could have carried it, they just needed more time with him. But you can blame the warrior just as much as you could blame the brass for not, not handling Brett the way they could have.
1: Yeah, they. They had all the talent in the world. And I think back, this is also where Vince wanted to split his interest where he was like, well, I'm going to kind of like have a three tier card. I'm going to have Brett on one quarter of it or one third of it. Then I'm gonna have the undertaker on another and I can have Sean or whoever else that he was pushing at the time. Yokozuna, Uh, you know, I see cars. Yeah. I think he really thought that that was it. Just kind of, I'll push like four different people instead of one that way, every, Part of my card will be important, but, he had, but so. he
0: had less talent than he did like two years
1: ago. I don't even know if he had less talent. I think physically he had way more. Well, less, less, just the less the, the, the loyalty from the, the, the audience and the character belief that people, yeah, yeah. And, and plus he
0: didn't, he didn't, he didn't build them up.
1: Those times were dying, you know. Like no matter what, like those times were dying. Brett was probably the best solution for that mid, you know. And I can look back now and realize it. For that mid, but he just never had the belief in him. And he never did, even though he's like, well, but Brett should be thankful for everything I gave him. I gave him, uh, you know, a high mid card profile intercontinental championship run for a couple of years. And then uh, he had the world title. Whoever thought he'd win the world title, which is true. But like, yeah, it's like he was always searching. Yeah, Brett, no problem. I I trust you. I'm going to go with you. Oh, wait, we're going to turn Lex heel or Lex face and have him go. Yeah, uh, Brett, you go ahead and just keep feuding with Jerry Lawler and be in the middle of the card. And Lex, Lex is my guy. And then after that failed, it was like, well, let's put him with Undertaker. Okay, Yoko, Undertaker, eh, I don't want Undertaker to win the title and then they finally did trust Brett like a year later, but it took a full year of them just kind of like d- d- fucking Brett over like on purpose, like almost even after Hulk left, they were just sort of like, eh, eh we'll, we'll get to you, eh, we'll get to you like it it made no sense to me, it was weird but overall, I, I agree overall what did you guys think of watching this back I know you guys were saying you haven't watched it in a long time before we ever
0: record, uh, ple- pleasantly surprised for a King of the Ring back in 93. Um, maybe for different reasons. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Hacksaw. I thought he did more than I thought he would <laughs> uh, do. Jesus. I, I I thought he would go in there and just take a big giant dump in the ring. So anything beyond that. I, was I like, never oh, thought
1: Dave's two big he's, takeaways. He's,
0: he's, he's, he slammed Bam Bam, son of a bitch. But I, even beyond that. I never I thought Dave's thought two Brad big had...
1: takeaways from watching King of the Ring 93 would be Man, is an impressive motherfucker, isn't he? And Bobby Heenan's a real fucking racist. Like, I never thought that would be Dave's two <laughs> takes from King nah, of the No,
0: those are my big ones. he so definitely one threw me like, a curveball. Like, 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 definitely, like, Bret Hart carries, I, I would say, half of this card. And I don't think anybody gives him credit for that kind of ability. You, the- we didn't then. We barely do now. And... God bless Brett the Hitman heart. So what do you give
1: um, the pay per view? Yeah, the pay per view overall. I'm, What's your thumb rating?
2: Thumbs thumbs up. Thumbs up overall. Craigie poo. Yeah, thumbs up. I mean, for 1993, a completely different yeah. time and era, and the era of chain wrestling and wear down holds, and there's no fancy pyro or lights. Uh, it's pretty basic, pared down product. It was just, it was fun. Good wrestling. They worked very hard. Dude,
0: the the padding would come off the 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 bottom of the concrete. The 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 posts were real, still posts. They didn't have it all covered. Yeah, yeah. There was the guardrails and scraped off the posts,
2: Craig. <laughs> they, like. they, they they took a it was a, it was a painful time. There's there's a lot that's changed between '93 and 2020 and protecting each other, and, right? And that holy um, smokes, yeah. Brett said Brett's at his best and carries this kind of pay per view. Um, Uh, And even to Jess's point about not like coming off WrestleMania nine and to see him having to wave in Hulk Hogan at the end of after leading to Yokozuna, like he's a damsel in distress. And then coming off this, he can't even take it home or have his moment the the way they, the way he won and then getting just beaten down with Jerry, although it did lead to Jerry. It's tough for him. It's very strange, but fun pay-per-view, good wrestling. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, yeah for all
1: the exactly for all the booking like stuff that i will nitpick or whatever and you know the hogan debacle and just the way it was a mess backstage and everything and even the ending to bigelow and brett i gave it an overwhelming thumbs up i mean like jim ross like fuck me man like he was such a you know monsoon was getting old ventura was long gone and and you know heenan was funny on the mic but they needed to freshen it up and jim ross like i i just don't understand the whole problem with Jim after this because Vince is just weird like that but I mean like yeah hearing uh, you know Ross at Mania 9 and this like man like I was such a breath of fresh air to hear him talk about WWF wrestlers like athletes which I think is what we wanted it, yeah. is, it, it would help it help it accentuated the Brett character or the Sean from the character.
0: University of Michigan yeah or just yeah.
1: Uh, just Bret Hart like fighting and you know him accentuating that and talking about Mr. Perfect as an athlete and everything like it's what WWF needed to kind of transition themselves but Vince just didn't see the transition at this point he didn't until he was getting his dick knocked on the dirt to steal a phrase from Dave uh, when WCW was beating shit out of them you know two and a half three years later and then he finally woke up and he's like all right fuck i gotta kind of give the audience what they want a little bit and i gotta also change my shit but back here he was just still like nope like you have too much of a southern draw jim ross you're a fucker i don't like you like it's just weird like it's all weird but jim sounded like a million bucks like macho man's always grated my nerves on commentating it's like nails on a chalkboard but jim somehow made him It's fucking awful. And like, just like fucking shut up. Like it should have just been, there
0: was, there was, there was points where Macho made good points. He did. And
1: he did, but he's just like, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've never liked a three man booth anyway. Jim Ross and Heenan would have been so much more solid. It's just a duo. But I mean, like again, I give it a thumbs up. It was a pleasant surprise. I loved watching it. Some gems in there. Mr. Perfect versus Brett, Uh, Brett versus Razor Ramon. Um big the work of Bigelow, yeah. the, the work of the match of Bigelow and uh Brett. It was it was the Bret Hart night for sure. And like that alone, go and watch. You know, the odd shit that happened with Hulk and Yoko and the way Hulk acted is just interesting to watch, knowing the drama and the politics that were going on in the back. And and like we talked about the the overlying black cloud of the steroid trial and the change of wrestling. It's a it's. I think I might have said it best earlier, not to pat myself on the back, but it it belongs in the time <laughs> capsule, but at the same time, it belongs in the time capsule because it does totally define this odd flux time in pro wrestling, especially
2: WWF.
0: Craig, here's your thoughts?
2: Oh, I, I gave him. I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: There you go. Hit us up on Instagram at OWP2019. Click on the link tree. You can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. That was fun. Hit us up again at OWP. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig signing off. Have a good one.